This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Bart Blair has been on the city council for 14 years, and he's helped run his family business, Blair Service Center, since he was a kid. The city has changed a lot since he joined the council, and he's looking to build on the momentum he sees and celebrate our success. Your family's from here? Yeah, my family, my grandparents, we're, we're from, we've been, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, my, par- my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents were alive when I was born. They lived just right, right around here. Mm. So we all, we've all grown up and then pretty, you know, pretty central area. Um, I grew up on Swan Street, which is in between 22nd and 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents lived on 26th Street. My other grandparents lived on uh, like 30th and Tyler. Okay. We have a business on 30th and Monroe. Mm-hmm. And then now I live just about 40th and Taylor. I live right there by the D Event Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've moved like 20 blocks my whole life, <laughs> right. you know? And uh, how long, like when did the family business start? Was that your dad? It was my grandpa. Okay. It's just been a part of your life. Yep. Since I was, yeah. So, I mean, back then, so he delivered to that that place and um, he went to do a delivery one day and they said, hey, no sense, we're closing up. Um, So he bought it. It was a little, I think it was a one bay garage. He started doing that, um, had some property behind it. So he put some gas tanks in. He built the gas. He he went on a road trip with his father-in-law. There was a car wash in Portland that had like a conveyor belt, like you pulled your car through. So they went up and took a camera and took hundreds of pictures. And then those two came home and built it. And for a long time, it was the only conveyor belt car wash in Ogden, maybe in northern Utah, for a long time. Oh, that's cool. And then Supersonic came uh, along and kind of... You know, I mean, they, theirs was great. Yeah. They did. A, they they built one like ours on steroids. There was theirs was great. So we had this little two bay shop. All of our gas pumps were full service. So that's I grew up pumping gas my whole life. Oh, okay. washing windows and checking tires and checking oil. Other places weren't full service though. Were no, they? no, it was just like Mm-mm. a thing. You it was guys just did. us. Yeah, it was just us. And like your siblings are doing it too. Um, I have so I have two brothers. I had a sister, but she passed away. Mm. But so your dad was basically running it. Your whole childhood too. He's doing it with his my dad. dad and... So my my dad and my grandpa had an agreement. My dad took over the shop, and my grandpa took care of the gas and car wash. Which it, and so I always worked with my grandpa. Okay. Um. And then 90, 95, 96, the state came in and said, "Hey, this. I mean, you're not up to code. This building's not up to code. Oh. And it was one point five million to bring it up to code or oh, something. Wow. So we just bulldozed it." And build a whole new everything. And it was cheaper to do it that way. Uh, like we, we saved money doing that. Um, but it, like I said, my, I mean, my grandpa built most of that stuff. It was just cinder blocks, say. you know. You said they went and yeah. took, took pictures and then built yeah. it themselves. Just, so. so I'm sure it wasn't up to code. Um, so when we built the new one, we just kind of, my grandpa had already passed away. Uh, so my dad just kind of moved. He just kind of said, I'm going to build the shop and I'm going to stay in the shop. And then if you want to build, you know, the convenience store and you guys can run that. So we ran uh, that. Oh, okay. And so you're, are you, you're not like a car guy then? You never worked in the shop? I've never worked. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't. I never got it. It never clicked to me. I never. I, it's a skill. It's it's truly a skill. It just never clicked with me. Huh. My grandpa was very personable. Uh-huh. And so I was always shadowing him. I was always in his shadow walking around. And every time somebody would come in, you know, we'd open the door. How are you? What can we get for you? And right. You get to know these people. And I just always enjoyed being with. 
the yeah. people yeah. rather than being under the hood of a car. Right. And I was thinking that block probably hasn't, I mean, maybe it's changed a bit, but it's probably stayed a lot the same over the years. It stayed. Yeah. Yeah. The park has been a very good stabilizing force. Um, it's funny. Every day I'll get somebody that'll come in and tell me that they played t-ball or baseball or you know they grew up at that park which uh-huh. is amazing which is really cool and then yeah uh, most of our neighbors i mean it's been great for us to be a mainstay or a, a piece of that of that community mm-hmm. right i mean i i get invited to quinceañeras i get invited to baptisms and weddings and and it's fun it's been great i think because we've been there so long it, people come in and they're like like i used to come here when i was a kid now they're bringing their kids to our store and and i think because we've been there so long, well, I I don't think I know. I get phone calls or text messages a lot that'll say, "Hey, just letting you know there was somebody parked in your parking lot last night." Oh yeah, I, I'm you know I I took a picture of them. Right. Um. So th- we've That's been very fortunate. Yeah, we've been very fortunate that we don't have kind of the same problems that other places have had in uh-huh. that in in the same areas. Um. Because people do really look out for us and yeah, take care yeah. of us. And it does have to feel like kind of everybody knows your family. You've had these generations yeah. going to Ogden High, yep. business there forever. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I've been there my whole life, right? Uh-huh. I've been there my whole life. And you put a sign out that I'm running for mayor and they just assume, you know, tell your dad good luck. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's me. Really? <laughs> you're so little, you know, like you're so little. I'm really not. <laughs> like, I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, that to them, I'm still just this little kid that's been there for a long time. Yeah. So, but it's fun. Well, and so what was that initial push to go to the city council? Like, how did that all happen? Uh, I went on a road trip. I have a buddy that does some politics down in Salt Lake and then does them in, in D.C. We we, wrote, we drove across country. We had to take some stuff across country for him. And we talked the whole way. And I, I just, he'd tell me about these activities and, and the people he got to meet and... and um, some of the people he gets to work with. And I just said, Oh, I would, you know, I would love to do that. I just wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you should run for city council. And I thought that just seems so outside of my realm seemed, you know, impossible. Hmm. And I just said, Oh, I don't think I could ever, I don't even know where, I don't even know how to begin that. And he said, I'll help you and I'll get you started. And, and, uh, I think the first time I ran, I think there was, I think there were seven oh, really? of us. Um, and I was so intimidated and he, I just checked in every week, you know, like, Hey, what should I be doing? And he'd give me a little list of things to do and places to go, people to call. That's nice. And, uh, he kind of, he kind of just walked me through it the first time. And, and I just, I got in there and I loved it. I loved being involved, but I loved to see the progress and I love knowing all the steps and all the little steps that we take to get to a project or to uh-huh. get to an end, end, end result. Did you feel like you had to become that guy who, you know, kind of shakes hands with people when you get in the room and, you know, is comfortable with your name out on the sign? Like, was that all an adjustment? It's an adjustment. I mean, I think my biggest adjustment was I just always felt like, I always felt like I was in this room of politicians, right? These, these powerful politicians. And I, I never put myself in that same group. I just thought I'm just a guy from the neighborhood that right. just wanted to come here. I actually felt different. I always I always felt like when I'd go to city council, it seemed like a lot of times somebody would come in for an issue and and they'd walk into that room and they'd immediately lock eyes on me and like, "Hey, I know that guy." Uh. And I felt like, "Yeah, 
you know, this is this is fun. Yeah. Getting to help people. And I always tell people, I think I'm the most accessible council member because you can always just pull in and get a soda and <laughs> talk to me about whatever you need. You know, I'm having a problem with this or how would I go about that? And it's fun to kind of say, you know, I can, let me see what I can do. Let me, let me, let me walk you through this and, uh-huh. and kind of make sure that things are getting followed up on and make sure things are happening. So, and so then did that make the subsequent campaigns a little easier? You kind of knew for sure. more how to, yeah, for sure. It. I mean, that's the hard part, right? Is when do you, when do you say it's time enough? You've done it. Walk away. Cause there's always projects. There's always things that you're proud of and things that you want to kind of see come to fruition. Well, yeah, because you're in your fourth term now. Yeah, I am. Which is what, uh, 14 years? How many I'm years? In, I'm, I've been on 14. Yeah. I still have two years left. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, it'll be 16. So. And so, like, can you just talk about some of the, like, how is it that being on the council makes it feel like you're serving your community? Like, like can you give me an example of ordinances that you feel like really help community members? When I first got on the city council, being able to have chickens in your backyard, oh, that was yeah. a huge issue, yeah, a yeah. huge issue. It, it was one of those that people either were all in or absolutely not. There was no, there was no way that was like, yeah, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, I want them. I don't want them anywhere near me. Um, and so I was kind of torn. I'm like, well, I've never, I've never had them. I've never known anybody that did have them. So you kind of had to figure out the pros and cons and how they how it impacts a neighborhood and how it benefits a neighborhood. Yeah. There were a lot of opinions. on Yeah, that one. exactly. <laughs> and every time that it would, you know, we'd say, Hey, we're just going to, we're going to discuss it in city council meeting. We're not making any decisions. We're just going to discuss it. There would be 60, 70 people come, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, and really again, both sides. Meeting. And so it was fun to see that get passed and get through. And then, um, you know, everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be so horrible. And if you do this, then what's next and blah. And it's happened. And, you know, there was never this, this doomsday, like everyone thought. So it, it uh-huh. that turned out much better than I ever anticipated when we did the zoning so that you couldn't discriminate against anybody, you know, um, some of, we were the first to do that. And, and that was great. It was great to, to hear the feedback from people that, Hey, you know, it's, I, that's why I moved to Ogden. I moved to Ogden because it's a welcoming community. Mm. Um, so that was great. The mm-hmm. all include all inclusive zoning. That was, that was wonderful. Um, the Marshall White Center was a big one, and that's 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 been great too. Mm-hmm. Um, to see so many people come out and you know that that used a certain aspect of the Marshall White Center, but it really changed their life, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got these elderly women that go and do water aerobics there, and when the pool broke, they were they were the first ones to come and say something's got to be done about the Marshall White Center, and then. You've got all these kids that came, started coming in saying, no, I grew up there. Otherwise, I'd have had nowhere to go. And it makes a big difference. And it's been great to see us be able to, to, to figure out a plan, to figure out a way to pay for it, to figure out a way to improve the Marshall White Center. Mm-hmm. Not only the Marshall White Center, the facility, but also the facility we had was so run down and, and just t- tired. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like that was a great tribute to who Marshall White actually was. Yeah. And so that, I thought that um, the develop, the designers did a great job of actually saying, you know, we're going to do this for the community, but we're also going to do this in order to to really highlight who Marshall White was and, and, and really make this a, a wonderful tribute to him. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that have been yeah, great yeah. to be part of. You seem like, to me, you're not a guy who really seeks the limelight like you're not the type of person and not that anyone on the council is but but you're not the type of guy who's like 
I'm going to jump up and say stuff in this meeting because so that people know mm-hmm. that I'm paying attention or they know, you know, like, like, is that a deliberate thing you do? Is that how you think politics should be? No. When I first got on the city council, one of the council members, the best advice they could give me was to not speak a lot, but listen all the time. My first couple of years. Um, and it, it did, it, it helped me a lot. And then I just, I don't know if I, I got into that pattern, but I kind of, I kind of listen a lot and see who's going to say what, what's going to be said, what things are going to be addressed. And and normally my issues usually come up that way. If they don't, then I, then I chime in. Mm. But usually, usually if, if I have it as a, as a item of concern or an issue, someone else usually does too. And they usually bring it up when they're talking and then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And, and if, if it doesn't come up, then I, then I'll bring it up. But yeah, I, I try to listen a lot more than I speak. I think I've just always been that way in those meetings. But I think the other part of it is there could be a temptation that, you know, everybody in the meeting who said something you agreed yeah. with, you want to make sure you're like, <laughs> yeah. and I agreed with you and I agreed with, yeah. you know, yeah. you kind of don't worry about that either. You just let it, you know. Yeah. I, it is wonderful. And I've been on multiple, multiple, you know, councils with different people and, and it's, we're very lucky. I, I, I think Ogden city is very lucky. We have very bright and intelligent people on the city council. And I, I respect all of them. Mm. Um, I, I think they all are very informed, mm-hmm. you know, when it's time to make a decision. And I, I've never walked out of there and thought, Oh, you know, this, we could have done this better. I, I think we, we really have a lot of people that really, that really put the time in to educate themselves and get to know the issues. And, and, and I respect, I respect all of them. And it's, it's a joy to get to hear their thoughts. And, and I kind of piggyback on a lot of their thoughts a lot. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, are you the longest serving council member right I now? I am. You are. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yep. So that makes me curious. Like there's, um, there's some things the council really does like, uh, like, you tackle this deferred maintenance. You were raising pay when sometimes it wasn't necessarily like popular, but it was like the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And I wonder if you, you know, having been on the council for a long time, like, do you think that there were things that needed to change in order for that to happen? Like, like, can you attribute the council getting that will to something? This is my opinion being on both sides or being seeing, seeing two different types of councils and two different types of administrations. Mm. Um, I think a lot of credit has to be given to, um, the administration team. I mean, the mayor, Mark Johnson, uh, his department directors and, and the city council directors for wanting to be uh, more open, have, have better communication. Um, I've served on councils when I very first got on the council and there was, there was, there was a lot of, well, I, I shouldn't say mistrust, just a lack of trust on both mm-hmm. sides. And so everybody came to meetings very guarded. They didn't want to let too much information out. And so there wasn't a lot of information being shared back and forth, which painted both sides into a corner, right? The, the administration would, would tell us, this is what we're doing. We're going to put it on the agenda. You decide. And then, you know, the council would feel like, well, they... They didn't give us enough information, but, you know, what do we do mm-hmm. if we approve it? Um, we look like we're just blindly following. If we don't approve it, then if it's, if it's say, a second part of something we've already done, or if it's the first part of a bigger project, then that's a problem, right? And, and, and so major efforts were taken 
and, 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 and information comes to us a lot sooner. Um, there's a lot more opportunities for us to ask questions, to really understand issues. And so I hope it never goes back to that. But there's, that's always a fear that if one side doesn't trust the other side or one side feels like they're working against the other side, it goes south so fast. Yeah, that seems to be probably the biggest like maybe contention between the council and the mayor is either the council feels like they weren't involved soon enough or they just weren't given mm-hmm. enough information. Yeah. And now I think we have, I think they do a great job. They mm. call us, you know, they'll, they'll let us know, Hey, this is coming down the pipe. So that's why, that's why maybe this project we can only fund at this rate because we have to have some money for these other things. And so I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when I very first started, it was, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's all the information. You have the information you need. You make your decision one way or the other. And it was very contentious, mm-hmm. very contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so yeah, I think because of that, we have been able to tackle some major issues because I think we have a better understanding of what we're trying to accomplish and, and the direction we're going. Yeah, I mean, increasing the police salary or doing it mid-year because... We had police actually leaving and we were we could have been in a very bad spot. That would have been very challenging early on in, in my career just because of the lack of trust. I, I think it would have been difficult to to say, you know, we're going to amend the budget or we're going to take some money from this or we're going to do this so that we can keep our police. And, mm-hmm. and everyone was on board, mm-hmm. which was great. Do you think it's fair to say that you're the candidate who is most going to carry on the current mayor's vision? I, I would I would classify classify myself as as that yes yeah. and I have told people that I think based on my time on the city council, um, and the opportunities I've had to work in council leadership and with, you know the the current department directors and staff that the administration has, I also I also feel like my leadership style aligns with Mayor Caldwell's a lot better. Let's bring in some talented people and then kind of let them handle their departments and then they can report. You know, like I'll oversee that, mm-hmm. which I think he does a great job of. Mm-hmm. I also think my association, because of on the city council, my association with other community leaders is key. Mm-hmm. And I think I can transition that. And and not just, you know, like, oh, we need to partner with the school district or we need to partner with Weber County. But there's also some things I think that Ogden City needs to kind of lean on our partners mm-hmm. about, right? I, I mean, Ogden City has way more low-income and moderate-income housing than anywhere else in the county. Mm. And I, I think Ogden City needs to be a little bit more forceful in, in, in getting other people in our, in our county to, to kind of shoulder that burden, uh, right? Yeah. I think Ogden City bears almost the entire burden of, of homelessness mm-hmm. right in our city. Right. And, um, right, if there's homelessness in Roy or, yeah, or Layton it, even, it's, they might it, come. It comes to Ogden. And um, and I understand that. I understand why it's there because we have the infrastructure to do that. Right. But I also think that the county needs to step up and be like, hey, well, then we'll contribute. I mean, right, if this was happening in, if this was happening in other little cities throughout the community, they would be contributing to that also. But because it's just in one. So I think the city... It's great that we can partner and do projects and, and do these neat things, but we also, I think, need to kind of lean on them and say, hey, you know, the city can't, can't bear all of these burdens either. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we need to really sit down and have long conversations about what we can, what we can do to, to spread this stuff out so that it's, it's not just Ogden City 
yeah. handling these issues. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I would I would probably be the most similar to to, to Mayor Caldwell and his leadership style and and, the, and the, the vision he has. Yeah. But I've also seen you talk a lot about momentum and how, mm-hmm. you know, you celebrate a lot of the, the good things that are going on here right now. Yeah. I truly, I truly believe, um, and it's hard when you live in a city all the time, right? I have, um, I had some friends I went to college with and it's been fun. We're kind of at a point in our life now where we, we've reconnected, you know, we, our kids are grown. We can, we get together for dinners. We get together for little vacations. And, and it's funny to me, they were not there from Davis County. And, uh, you know, it was always, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Come down to Davis County. And now they all, Hey, we're going to come up. We're going to come up to Ogden. Let's eat. And they just rave about Ogden and the progress it's made. And like I said, maybe I don't see the progress every day because I'm here every day, but it's fun to see other people who come in and visit our city, just rave about it. And I, I wholeheartedly believe Ogden City currently has a momentum that other cities are trying to get. And I just feel like if the city were to stop or take a break or even, you know, change courses, it just like in sports, I mean, momentum is funny. You can have it, you can have it, you can have it. And then one substitution, one timeout, and you could lose it. And when it's gone, it's hard to get it back. I think we're in a good spot with, with, with the momentum that we've got right now and the the synergy that we've got with people wanting to come in here and do projects. When I first got on the council, there wasn't a project that happened in the city that, that, that we didn't have to incentivize them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we can give you. This is what we can offer you. And now it's fun to see people coming here saying, we want to do this project. And then when we finish, we've got plans for this area and this area and this area. We just want to get our foot in the door. And yeah. it's great. It's great. It's great. And the more people we have working in our city and, and wanting to be part of our city and take part in it, the better product it is. And uh-huh. it's great. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. You know, incentives have been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, over, let's just say over the time that you've been in the council, we have kind of gone from a city that needs to incentivize mm-hmm. to a city that yes. really doesn't. And that's got to be a real adjustment mm-hmm. in government. Mm-hmm. Which, and I tell people this too, I mean, when I first got on the council... Nobody was building, I mean, apartment complexes, yeah. right? Nobody was coming in and building apartment complexes. <clears throat> and and there was talk in the zoning, in the planning department, you know, that, hey, we got to look at the zoning. This is going to, and and we kind of, not we, they kind of dragged their feet. And, and things in Ogden changed quicker than they anticipated. And all of a sudden, and, and, and we thought, oh, no one's going to come here and do something unless they want us to incentivize them. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have to worry about somebody doing something on their own because they'll all come to us first and ask, how can you help me out? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, people started buying land and, and in these apartment complexes were a, were an allowed use and they just started popping up mm-hmm. and we were like, Oh my gosh, we got to You know, we, we knew it was coming, but it was faster than we anticipated just because people were trying to get into Ogden and, 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 and build and, and, and be part of the, the, the vibe in Ogden. So it's great. I mean, it's a lot of people are upset that that many apartments uh-huh. came in so rapidly. Uh-huh. Um, and so we had to, we had to kind of move that up the priority list. We got to address that uh-huh. kind of figure out where we want them, how we want them, what kind of apartments we want. But again, that's a good, to me, that's a much better problem to have than people, us begging them to come 
and then saying, uh, we're busy right now. Maybe if we don't have another project somewhere at some time, we'll, we'll let you know. And then they'd come and say, we're, we're available. What do you, how do you want to incentivize us to come here? Yeah. Sometimes on some big projects, because we're an older city and we don't have just open land for people to buy, mm-hmm. um, there, there's going to, there's going to be incentives given yeah. just because there's always going to be demolition or there's going to be soil cleanup or that kind of stuff sure. that, that, that newer cities don't have to deal with. That's the thing I've always been curious about. Like, like housing specifically, you'll hear some people say, Oh, we don't have enough water for all these people. And then you hear people say, well, residential water consumption isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Or likewise, they'll say these new houses are too expensive per, for people. But other people say they're driving down the cost of other residences. And so like as city council members, do you have people advising you on those kind of things and like answering those questions? Are there answers to those questions? There are answers. Yeah. I mean, water is always going to be an issue. Um, we're lucky this year, but water is always an issue. And that's the consensus is that, yeah, the residential use is, is not, yeah. um, not the problem. Um, wasting water, the water landscape, you know, the, the water we use for landscaping and stuff like that. That's, um, we need to be careful with that. Um, and apartment complexes, I can't remember the stats, but those actually can, you know, use less than, uh, and, and right. So right. the city, the administration always does a great job of, of bringing in people to answer our questions. Uh, the council staff, I think, is worth their weight in gold. Um, the council director is Janine Eller-Smith, and then Glenn Symes is the, is the policy analyst. But they they do most of the research. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so they all, they're always reaching out, hey, what more what more information do you need? to make a, an informed decision. Mm. And then they're checking with other communities. They're checking with specialists. They're checking with professionals. And then passing that information on to us, mm. which really helps. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Having a little research. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. So uh, so then what was it that pushed you to run for mayor? How did that decision happen? Oh, just just those, those key issues. Um, I felt like with the mayor leaving... That was going to be a, a big blow. He, I, in my opinion, I, I think Mayor Caldwell gets beat up a lot, but he, he, he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he, he's done a lot of great things during his time. And he, again, and he's never said, look what I've done. Um, he, 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 he's very good at, at giving credit to, the, to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was going to be difficult with him leaving, but even more so... We lost the CAO, Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson just stepped down maybe yeah, July yeah. 1st, which is, I want to say, over 20 years, of, 20 years of knowledge. Right. There was this uneasiness throughout the city, you know, in city employees of what's going to happen next? How's this going to look? What are we going to do? I, I, I thought somebody else would run for mayor, and I strongly encouraged that person to run for mayor. And they just said, you know, I'm, I'm at the end of my career. It's, it's just not something I want to, I want to pursue right now. Mm. And so I thought, well, then I'm going to, I, I feel like, like I said, I feel like my, my knowledge from the council, um, my interaction with at at, at very least the department directors, but also the staff on the city side, I felt like I would be a great transition. I would be able to, 
Um, I'm somebody they know. I'm somebody they feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was important. Um, I feel like there's still some things that Ogden City has got to do better. Um, I think we do a great job of attracting development companies now. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of hold their hand and walk them through the process, um, which is great. Which is great. I've never, I've never met with any development company that has come in and said, oh, "I didn't really care for Ogden City. I don't, I don't want to work there again." They mm-hmm. all just rave mm-hmm. about um, the interactions, the support, um, the everything that happened in Ogden City. They just, they just love working here, and I think it's because we do walk them through the process and, and make sure that if they need anything, we're there to help them. I don't think we do that. Say you wanted to do an addition on your home. You have to go down to the city. I don't think we treat those people. Mm. I don't think we give them the same type of care that we give a, de- a big development mm-hmm. team. And 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 I understand a home project is going to be maybe a hundred thousand, whereas this is going to be a multi-million process. I, I understand that, but but these people are the ones that live in our community. These are the people that are going to be here for a mm-hmm. long, long time. And I just feel like we could do so much better at assisting our residents in, in that's, that's one area. And then, like I said, I, I just, we still have some major, major projects that we've got to get done. Um, we started, you know, the, the water line and we did half of it. We're going to, we're getting ready to start the other second half. I, I would hate to see something stop that oh, up in the Canyon. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Canyon water line. Um, and then somehow we're going to have to figure out a way to, not only retain, but attract qualified and, and caring um, employees to our city. Not just not just public safety. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. Um, most people at Ogden City could leave and go somewhere else and make more money. But they do love what they do, and they do love that they're making an impact in Ogden City. And that's great. And I think that's a tribute to Mike Caldwell also, that he, he has brought people in and and, and got them to buy in to, to love in Ogden. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, so I, I think those are big issues that, that we're going to face. Um, and then, like I said, I, I feel like my association because of the different boards I've been able to serve on because of the different activities I've been able to be part of. I, I feel like I have a great relationship with, with our partners in the community, which a lot, the better your relationship is, the better those partnerships are, the better opportunity you have to, to, to do a project. Mm-hmm. So that's, and Ogden City is going to be, we still have some big projects to come. So that's, that's great. Are there some things that you can think of that you would change as mayor? Number, well, yeah, number one, I would, I would, I want like a, a process. I, I think. I think people come down to the city and they want to get a permit. They want to do something. They want, and we, and the feedback I get, the feedback I get is they say, Oh, you're not ready. Come back, go do this and come back. And I just feel like we've got to be better at, you know, you're here. This is the next step. This is the next step. Um, call this number and they'll walk you through. If you need, you know, let's make sure this mm-hmm. is assign somebody to them. Like let them, I think we need to really be better at um, at attracting 
smaller, smaller right. development because that's a lot. There's a lot of that that happens mm-hmm. in our city. I, I've talked to people outside of, you know, little little contractors, little little contractors, you know, and they'll say, oh, if I, if I have my choice, I'll work in North Ogden mm-hmm. or I'll work in Riverdale or Layton if, rather than Ogden because it's difficult to work with. Huh. And I, it took me a year to figure, I'm like, how is that possible? Because I'm hearing from XYZ development team that we've been phenomenal to work with. Uh-huh. And so I, I had to kind of figure out where the disconnect was. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and so I, that's one thing for sure I think we need to be better at. Well, yeah, that's interesting because you're you're kind of talking about the customer service angle of government, yeah, and uh, uh, like you think that there are elements of being a small business owner that <laughs> inform the way yeah. that you govern. Exactly, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's all about customer service, in my opinion. It always ha- that's all I've I've always known. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think the more people appreciate or feel like they've been treated fairly, the the more likely they are to continue, mm-hmm. and and. And, and be a repeat customer. And that's what, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Are there things about serving on the city council that you think will inform your approach as mayor? I think because I've been through the budget process so much and I, I feel like I understand the budget, I'll, I'll see it more so through a council member's eyes for a long time, mm-hmm. um, which is, that'll be an adjustment. Um, but it'll also, I'll, I'll understand that better mm-hmm. because of that. I'll understand both sides. So I, the budget's a big one, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's one of the biggest things we do. It takes almost four months of our year, mm-hmm. so it's a big deal. Yeah. So, I'm curious, like you know, in the next four years, I think in the next four years we should see Wonder Block opening. Do you think that the mayor is going to have a role in that, or do you think that's all pretty well set in stone? No, I think the mayor will have a role in that. There's always going to be, um, I just like in every everything we've done there's always going to be you know little tweaks along the way and things that are going to have to come up the things that come up along the way so i think the mayor's um but i i think we've got we've laid a great foundation we've got a great vision of what we want so um it would be great if it was all laid out and it would just come <laughs> but but i i know it doesn't work that way yeah yeah so are there small businesses around here that you think maybe don't go as noticed or as celebrated, but, you know, who've maybe been around a long time and, you know, uh, people doing great work? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, we all have our own little visions and little routes that we take, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get to see that, that uh, and I'm going to say this wrong, but the, the ran, Ranchero Market oh, over yeah. on 26th Street. I, I mean, I, so... Years ago, years ago, the owner of that came in and said, Hey, I'm on a, you know, I'm having a celebration for something. Can I just buy some gas vouchers to, to give his gifts? And so I got to meet him through that process process. And so I started kind of having more of an interest in, in, in that, in that store. And man, I, I think the service he provides for a large part of our community, um, is phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. I and I respect what he does. I mean, he's without when that IGA closed. There's not a grocery store in the down in that area, mm-hmm. East Central. I mean, you're going to Macy's on 36th, Smiths on 40th, or Smiths on 20th. Mm-hmm. There's and 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 a lot of those people in the East Central 
Hispanic, you know, mostly Hispanics are going there mm-hmm. and doing their grocery shopping. And I, I don't think, I don't think he gets the recognition mm-hmm. that for the for the honestly the the service he provides right. for a large portion of our community. That's um, a great point. You always hear people talk about how it could be a food desert. Yeah, but it's like we should be celebrating that yeah, business. Yeah, I who's... mean, I I think it's wonderful what he what he does, and I mean. I think it's great that he moved from that little store and moved up to a bigger one. But I mean, he, I, I just, I, I respect what he, and again, this is just a guy that I, I, I respect, I respect people that, you know, see a need, fill a need and just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and this, that's, that's him to a T he just started with something smaller. I thought, Hey, this is more people need our service, made it bigger. Um, but he's not, beating his chest or, you know, showing off and telling everybody, look how great I am. He just, he goes to work every day and gets it done. And I, I, I wholeheartedly think he's a, 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 a quiet superhero, you know, in our, in our, in our community. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I would, for sure. I think there's plenty that go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Are you involved in uh nonprofits? Involved meaning? Uh, just in any way, really. I mean, yeah, like on some with the city council, we sit on boards and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know what else. Yeah. 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 So what would you say are going to be like your major priorities as mayor? Maybe we've kind of talked about. Yeah. Number one, for sure. Um, We've got to continue to address infrastructure. I mean, (laughs) our road. uh, And this year's so bad because the plows just tore them up. And... We're starting way later than we normally would. Normally, we'd start addressing road issues early in the spring, mm. and and we we couldn't that early. Um, and then when we could, we were like, now we have flooding issues we need to worry about. So we we, we got a late start. So yeah, there was um, like a whole other round of damage yeah, to the roads. Yes. So I think our roads this year, especially, are are really really neglected. Um, but we I think we've got to make sure that we continue to stay on top of that. Um, anyone that walks on a sidewalk in Ogden knows how, because we have so many trees and those, the roots just uproot them, but we have to continue to, to address the sidewalk issues. There's, I mean, we let it go for so long and, and now we're, I'm not sure we'll ever catch up because we let it go so long and we just can't afford to, to neglect it any longer. We have to make sure that we're at least staying to what we, what we, what we've planned. Um, I think we've got to figure out a way to address public safety. Um, it's a, for the last five, six, seven years, Ogden has always been in a reacting role, right? We we're waiting for others to set their poli- set their pay scale. And then we're kind of seeing, okay, is that going to entice our officers to leave? Is that going to entice our firemen to leave? No, then we'll stay where we're at. Um, Yes. Okay, then we got to adjust ours. And I just think we've got to be more proactive in that in that area. We've got to figure out a way to be um, with 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 our budget, with our funds, with our revenues. We're never going to be the the leader. We're never going to have the highest paid. But I think as we involve our officers and our uh, firemen, maybe we can, you know, find a, a comfortable, 
I don't know what you'd call it, a comfortable little zone where we can continue to kind of dwell in mm. where we, we don't have to react every time somebody gives, you know, because that's the problem. Um, we call it whack-a-mole. A bigger city feels like they're losing officers. So then they, they hurry and give a, an increase and then it, it just trickles down. Mm. Okay. Then the next city does it. And then the next city and then Ogden city is like, okay, well, we either need to increase or we're going to start losing officers. And it's just, we're always reacting. Mm. And I think we need to do a much better job of being proactive and, and finding a happy medium where we can, where we can survive and dwell, where we can say, okay, we're maybe we're not the highest paid, but we, you know, we, we offer certain things that kind of offset that a little bit that, that we can't, um, don't come out of the budget. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, I think we've tried to do that. But like I said, when, when we have those discussions in the past, it's always been, this has to be done immediately because we're going to lose officers. I think we do a great job. And I think Ogden City has a, a great track record. That's why people come and, and steal our officers and our firemen because, because they are so busy here. We, we work them. They, mm-hmm. they do come and they get, they get great experience here, mm-hmm. but that, that experience also makes them very valuable. Right. Right. So those are, those are, those are key. And then, like I said earlier, I, I think it's, it's wonderful when we can say, Hey, you know, we want to do a wonder block area. We're going to need the school district to kind of sign off on that so that they, they allow that we, that we get to keep that tax increment for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great to be able to do projects like that. But we also need to have some some hard and long conversations about, you know, distributing services throughout the county, distributing services or 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 helping Ogden shoulder those services. Mm. And I think that's a that's a major priority. Mm. All right. I, I think know. I hit all my questions. I think I did. OK. All right. I think, Thank I, you, gotta, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah.